everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. <laughs> and I'm Megan. Hell yeah. We're back. We're back again. Back at it again. We skipped last week because we were uninspired. And ill. I was not COVID ill, just chronically ill. Yeah. Always fun. fun just not, just, just a week. We just needed a week off to just <laughs> stare into space. I don't even know. I think it was mostly sleeping. Yeah, it was definitely mostly sleeping for me. Sleeping and stressing and then sleeping and then stressing. And then st- stressing while you're sleeping and having crazy dreams. Oh, man. I had a dream the other night where I was... Okay, so I was in Singapore with one of my like childhood friends' families. Okay, and they're like, we're going to go to India. Do you want to come? Like, it's not that expensive. It's a short flight. And I'm like... All right, that sounds nice. But then somehow I messed up on my flight ticket thing, and it was $13,000. That's not cheap. (laughs) No. And then I couldn't figure out, like, who to call to cancel and, like, what was going on. So that was my stress dream of last week. That sounds really stressful, honestly. It was so much. I was like, God, I've got to call, like, eight people on the phone. Oh, and that's, that's my worst nightmare, actually. Seriously, I hate calling people on the phone. I make Chris call my doctor sometimes. I uh, yep. I hate like I have the worst phone anxiety. It's just it's awful. I don't. I I really don't mind talking to people in person at all. Mm-mm. But like just over the phone, no, it's a no for me. It's like I just don't know how they're reacting to what I'm saying. So exactly, like, I don't like not seeing their faces. Yeah, and like I've noticed that more now since I've been working from home. Like when I video chat with like a faculty member or whatever, totally fine. Not yeah, weird definitely. at all, but, like, if I have to pick up my cell phone and, like, dial someone up, I'm like, mm. Hell no. Hell no. No, thank you. Now nah, I'm good. So what have you been watching the last, I don't even know how long it's been, week, week and a half or so? Yeah. What have you been watching? Well, we recently started our rewatch of Winona Earp, which is a really good, dumb, supernatural TV show on Netflix. Nice. But it's based on a graphic novel from a dude that grew up here in Huntington. Oh, really? Yeah, he's always at, like, the Comic-Cons and stuff. It's really cool. That's awesome. I've Um, never heard of it. It's it's really good. It is basically the heir of the Earp has to get the demons and try and, like, save the world. Of course. Yeah. Casual. Yeah, casual. But it has Melanie Scrifano as the main lady, and I don't know if you've watched Letterkenny, but she's in that, and she's very funny. Nice. Nice. Um... Other than that, you dropped me off some 17 Kids and Counting, and we did, <laughs> did do the entire first season in one night. Fuck yes. Oh, it was a lot. It is a lot. That Oh, God. Early Duggar. You get some Josh Duggar in there, too, so it's, like, extra disturbing uh-huh, and then when you he get, makes like, incest Daddy jokes. likes it when we have long hair. Ugh. <sighs> 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 And, okay, so the other two things that I kind of wanted to mention were just there are two new good horror movies on Shudder right now that we watched. okay. First one is called Host, and it's the first one, first movie to be released that was filmed entirely in quarantine, and it's basically just video chat horror. Hell yeah, that's my genre. The whole premise is a video chat seance, and it goes wrong. Okay, so (laughs) I'm, like, I'm going to make Kyler watch that with me, because... It's so good. That's, like, exactly my shit right there. Uh Uh-huh. It's so good. Like... Oh, it just really fucking goes for it, too. Nice. And then the other one is another Shutter original called La Llorona, which there was the trashy Bloomhouse right. one yeah, that they did that, that was in the Conjuring universe. Yeah. But this one's actually really cool. It kind of is like... So it was first at the like Toronto International Film Festival, and it's about this guy who's a genocidal general of Guatemala, basically, and how he's being haunted by the people and children that he has exterminated. And it was, like, the first horror movie that I've ever seen where they spoke, like, they spoke Mayan in it and Spanish. Wow. So, like, an, an actual indigenous language of people having conversations about stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So, put that one on. That one's less, like, spooky scary, but it does get under your skin. Nice. And more like creepy, like a slow burn type thing. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched um, Under the Shadow on Netflix. Mm-mm. That one was about a djinn basically during the Iran-Iraq conflict and like how all the fear of like people being 
hurt and exterminated and everything created this monster. So it's kind of like that's that. cool. Yeah, nice, also nice. on Netflix if you want to watch that one. Cool, cool. Lots of lots of good suggestions here. Yeah. All right. What what have you been watching this week? I don't even know. I was trying to think earlier today. I was like, what can I even talk about? Because I've just been in like the strangest mood the past couple of weeks. I've been doing a lot of reading, first of all, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. But it's been less time for me to watch trash. I've also been in like a weird, like, I don't know if I'm going through something, but I've been in like a game show phase, which is, which is not a normal phase for me. So I'm not entirely sure what's happening. I like any game show that has like any type of trivia question associated with it. I want to watch it. That's what I've been really into. So I've watched a couple of them. I watch, well, I watch like every episode of Jeopardy I could find, which is incredible top tier, like next level. Like mm-hmm. Jeopardy's amazing. And then I watched a couple other ones. I watched one called The Chase on Netflix, which was really dumb. But Yeah, The Chase was super dumb. I totally watched that when it came out. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love trashy like, game shows. Yes. And I watched one called The Wall, which was on Hulu. God. That one was less bad than The Chase, but still not good. It's gotten um, worse because it's still on. And, oh, yeah. I know. Um, I, I Oh yeah. my god, now they like really push them to have like super dramatic stories like my sister, I will love you forever. <laughs> yeah, th- that one is really dramatic. I try to like tone that part out. Um, but th- my problem with that show is like it's so random. Mm-hmm. Like like it literally doesn't even really matter if you get the questions right or wrong because you can just eat just as easily like get nothing because of how the game works. It's weird. Anyway, so I've been watching those and then the other thing that I've been watching a lot of with Kyler. We've been watching a lot of Shark Tank, which has been fun because that's just like a nice thing to sit back and just like watch and make fun of people and make fun of how stupid everything is on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really been it though. That's pretty. It's good. been kind of a it's been kind of a weird couple of TV weeks for me, but not bad, but weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. Also, it feels like there's like nothing new. Everything yes. is old. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm just like so bored with all my like normal stuff. I don't even know. It's all that stuff that's been like languishing on my to watch list. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. It just seems, yeah, nothing seems exciting enough. So game shows. I just keep getting freaking stressed out by people being close to each other in TV shows. I'm like, stop (laughs) touching. (laughs) Why aren't you wearing masks? Oh, it's so true. All right. So do we want to move on to where we are going? Let's get going. Let's get going. <laughs> oh, man. Birds are really failing me today. Um, so we did Welcome to Platteville, which dropped on Hulu, I think, in the past couple of weeks. Right. And was originally on TLC in 2019. Yeah, it was like last last fall, I think. I remember I watched a few of these episodes when they originally aired, but... um. Yeah, it's six episodes. I don't really know if there's, like, any information on if there's going to be another yeah. season or not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're just going to talk about the six episodes. They're available now on Hulu, or they're, it's a TLC show, so they're on the TLC app, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows the Plath family. Tell us about the Plath family, <laughs> Jillian. <laughs> they are the New Age Duggars. <laughs> basically pretty like, much they say that they're conservative christian but like the mom is a naturopath and they're like very woo about a lot of stuff right right but it's kim and barry who are the parents and then they mm-hmm. have nine children ethan who is the oldest dude who he's in the show hosanna yeah. is the oldest daughter and she is not in the show they, they see her like twice yeah she's, she's got married off <laughs> and then they have Micah, who's 18. Mariah, who's 16. Who's the bad girl. Bad girl. <laughs> um, Lydia, who's 15. Isaac, who's 13. Amber, who's 9. Cassia, who's 7. And Mercy, who's 6. And that's everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole lot of them. And they, um, my first note for this entire series was that just even watching just the opening scenes, the opening shots from the first episode, they are Hitler's wet dream. Oh my god, I know. I made Chris start watching it halfway through, and I said, Chris, it's this show about um, the Aryan Nation basketball team. Pretty pretty much. It's, they are, 
it's I don't know what it is about it, but it's so disturbing just how blonde each of the kids are. It's like mm-hmm. there's not like a million of them and they're all so fucking blonde and it just kind of creeps me out. Yeah, like upsettingly blonde and pale. Like upsettingly I am a very blonde. pale person and I grew up pretty blonde, but I feel like I was super tan with brown hair compared to these people. It's unsettling just seeing that many like pale blonde people all together like it's threatening in a way the farmer's tan on ethan oh my soul it hurt let's talk about ethan because i kind of well actually let's start with the parents okay okay let's start with kim because i think that's probably the best place to start so like kim i (sighs) think kim just has some unresolved trauma that she, she needs, needs to deal with. She needs therapy, like desperately needs to talk to a professional. Yeah. Because she talks about a lot about how her, basically her childhood and her adolescence is the reason why she raises her kids the way she does, which is like completely separated from reality in their own little world. Basically like the Duggars, like mm-hmm. they homeschool. They're not allowed to really associate with anyone. They're not allowed to have sugar or like watch any TV or do anything like that, have any type of freedom. And she says it's because she had like a really traumatic childhood. She had a single mother and never had a family around her. And then when she went to college, she kind of went crazy and got into trouble and got into alcohol and stuff. So it really just seems like she's trying to, punish her kids for her own childhood and for her own mistakes and like that's not cool yeah she in trying to not like continue the cycle of trauma she 100 percent has traumatized the fuck out of her kids oh yeah it's a hundred percent yeah there's no doubting that at all but like i still understand her more than i understand barry who just seems to like (sighs) really enjoy that his kids don't know anything about the world in like a upsetting way i he it like it, it seems to be he really likes being like his kids only only thing only outlet to anything mm-hmm. he he likes having that control over them and it's really gross and he is also just like the creepiest person in the world yeah. he just like oozes creepiness out yeah, of every like, pore he's of his not body a serial killer i will be super surprised and if this doesn't turn into a cult thing since now some weird developments have come up since this has been filmed um like, I don't know. Yeah, he's there's something not right with that man. Yeah. That his, is for sure. That his smile. His smile yeah, really just, reaches his dead eyes. Just the way he talks to I don't even know. Like he is he always seems just so excited to talk about how repressed his children are and it's uh-huh. disturbing. He's so excited about it. And like he always does that thing when like they will come to him with something like when um mariah wants to go to san francisco like how he just kind of sits there and smiles and he's like i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think that's gonna happen yeah oh he's just so like the way he says things the way his facial expressions are he's just no it's just a no there's like no real explanation behind him at least on the show as to why he is like he is like i get that kim has some trauma shit related to family and her alcoholic mother and then her abuse of drugs and alcohol but like barry just says oh i got a little too crazy in college yeah he doesn't really ever provide like a reason for why he wants his kids to be raised like this which leads me to believe that it's really just a kim thing and barry's just like kind of going along for the ride but it's kind of strange because it doesn't seem like barry would be like the i don't know like let somebody else make all the decisions for me person but maybe he is i don't know I don't know. I think he wants to be the puppeteer. Yeah. I think, like, he picked Kim to be his wife because she was, like, in this kind of herdable, like, cult second Mm -hmm. right-hand Well, I think, yeah, I think uh, it's probably just he wanted a situation where he could have total control over things, and this is one of those things, and that's marrying Kim, who wanted to raise her kids like this, is would give him that control he wanted. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So both of them, zero out of ten. Yeah, Gross. would not recommend them. But would let's not. move on. Let's talk about some of the family members. Let's talk about Ethan. <laughs> I Ethan is, love Ethan. Ethan's such a good old boy. <laughs> he's such a like a goober. He's such a doofy guy. I have you ever seen? Um, have you seen BoJack Horseman? Uh huh. He is the human embodiment of Mr. Peanut Butter. A hundred percent. He's like a 100%. freaking lab, a yellow lab, golden yeah. retriever. Yeah. He is 
just like he's always smiling he's always laughing he's just so he's cute he's cute and like his biggest conflict in the show is that he just wants to hang out with his little brother more i know i feel okay so that's the thing so ethan i guess i don't know how long before the show not very long a couple years maybe married olivia who is who was also raised in a very like conservative household but she kind of talked a little bit in the show about how as she got older, her parents kind of realized that it wasn't doing her, their kids any good to be as restrictive. So they kind of were a little less restrictive, mm-hmm. but still very conservative nonetheless. And I think that I read that Ethan and Olivia met at some like Christian camp. They did. They, they went met to. at a super Christian camp um, I think in Tennessee because she was from Virginia originally. Oh, okay. And so that's when she says, like, I moved away from my family, and so I wanted to have family down here. And instead, mm-hmm. all of your parents right. fucking hate me. Right, because so Ethan's parents really, Ethan's parents, and more specifically, I would say Kim, have a really huge problem with Olivia because she is, she. Um, I guess both the parents came to Ethan when they started dating and said that she was too worldly for him. I know. That was so um, much. I was like, this chick from Virginia who probably is just like, oh shit, she's been to Virginia Beach one time. I know she's worn a bikini before. Yeah, it's like, um, no. Um, but yeah, like they're always having issues with, I guess, because Olivia's constantly getting Ethan to try things that his parents would like. Like, and when I say try things, I mean like literally like try Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. try a margarita. So it's like, not like try heroin. Okay. Yeah. No, it's um, not like big bad stuff. Like let's try Satanism today. No, it's like, right. hey, do you want to sit with my red wine? Exactly. Um, do you want to try so my Arnold kinda... Palmer? Oh yeah. The Arnold Palmer was, oh my God. And then um, his creation, Ethan's magical fizz miser. God. I know, he's too much. He's just, um, he is, he's a golden retriever. But yeah, what did you think of Olivia? I really liked Olivia, and I understood Olivia in mm-hmm. my soul. I, I mean, <laughs> at some at some parts of it, I know she's she's just doing it to be rebellious too, because she's like, "This is stupid, y'all are raising your kids a stupid way." But Definitely. Also, I just I think she just really gets it, like especially with Mariah, because Mariah mm-hmm. so badly wants to like see the world and be her own person, and that's all right. Olivia wanted too, I'm sure, as a kid. And like, I don't know, I I like that she is a support system for Mariah outside of Definitely. the family. I agree. I really liked Olivia too. I like, I, and I like watching her relationship with both Ethan and with Mariah because they're like, she's like the only outside point of contact that they have. And it's kind of disturbing. And, uh, but yeah, I liked her a lot. I think she's a very patient person because I would not be able to put up with Ethan's mm-hmm. parents if I were her. Um, but yeah, I, I liked her. I liked her. Oh, God. Okay, so I do have to go back to Kim for a second, because I just saw this part in my notes, and I remembered it. So, in the first episode, she is talking about Hosanna, who's not on the show. Hosanna. Hosanna. I say Hosanna, but I think they say Hosanna. Either one, yeah. She's married, and so her husband, I guess, controls her now, and so she's not on the show. Well, and so I googled all of them, obviously, and she and her husband are a musical duo, and they make music and stuff. He plays piano, and she has you know she's good at piano and singing i think and um they were talking about at the beginning of the show kim was talking about hosanna going to college and not going to college yes, and where yes, she's yes. like what does she <laughs> so need good. college for she's learning more by doing rather than going to college and learning you know head knowledge <laughs> yeah i i saw that too also she got a full scholarship like a full mm-hmm. music scholarship to go to school so like why the fuck wouldn't you do that? <laughs> like, it's so, yeah, these, they are always, and I think Mariah in one of the episodes later talks about how her parents are always have a really negative attitude attitude toward college in general mm-hmm. because they see it as just a place where people go and drink and party and, like, sure, there are those people, but, you know, that's not the point of college. Like, that's not the point of college so and it's probably not even like as much as mariah says that she wants to go to college and party i don't think she does like i think her biggest thing that she wants out of her like life is to go to like traditional school and feel like a normal kid be normal like get a laptop make a facebook like be a normal 
young adults because yeah, yeah like I agree. I don't think she's. Assignments. I don't think she necessarily wants to go and get like fucked up every weekend and stuff like that. But I think she wants to go and make friends and be normal. She seems like a very social person, mm-hmm. so like of course she's gonna you know want that, and she's definitely not getting it on the fucking Plath farm. Okay, so Ethan and Olivia, what else do we have to say about them? Um, Olivia is a wedding photographer, which mm-hmm. comes into play a lot throughout these episodes because she right. gets Mariah to work for her, which is right. great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, but yeah, I, um, let me see. Is that everything? I think that's all I have for them. Okay. Um, so who's next in line? Is that Micah? Micah, my boy. Okay. So Micah's my tiny next. little gay boy, <laughs> and yeah, he's he's gay, isn't he? Like he has he to be because there's a good chance. Like it, I didn't think that at first on the show. Like the first three episodes, I was like, oh, you know, he's just a farm boy, just, just shy, a yeah, farm boy. And then when it's like, oh, so he goes out with all these girls and stuff, and just you know has a nice time, doesn't ever go any further, and then he goes into modeling. <laughs> And now his yes. Instagram is just him holding on to other men. Like, I love him. <laughs> he just fits right in. It's great. Yeah. yeah, he's he was just, he's really sweet. He was just a really shy, like, kept to himself. Um, but yeah, he the, the modeling thing was interesting because he's, you know, he's fit. He's very uh, an attractive man, I would say, if you're into that yeah. type. I don't know. They're all, like, freakishly strong from working on a farm. Like, they are truly corn-fed and corn-bred. Like, (laughs) seriously, do you remember that scene in, like, the second episode where Ethan hoists himself up onto the roof by his arm and then he just loops a leg over the, like, eave of this barn and then just loops up there to throw fucking paper airplanes? Humans are not supposed to move like that. That's not... No, that's not right. They're a different breed down there. It's scary seriously um yeah but yeah that's all i mean there's not i feel like there's not really a lot to micah he's kind of a simple boy yeah i think micah is actually one of the kids that gives me the most hope because Mm -hmm. like ethan's just a little softy and mariah is just a little rebellious but yeah micah is kind of like right in the middle genuinely good person despite Mm -hmm. the fact that his parents have like traumatized him for 18 years exactly yeah definitely now he seems like the one of the more like well-rounded just like normal of the group yeah and like he understands Um, the world and i like when kim and barry left for their anniversary thing he invited uh everybody over immediately and was like we're getting ice cream yeah yeah it's good that's one thing i really like about this show especially when you compare it to like the duggars Mm -hmm. is how the kids how rebellious the kids are to the parents and how they question they're questioning what they're doing they know that it's weird and they know that it's different and they know that it's not quite right mm-hmm. um and that's like the duggars are so far gone that they think that they're normal and that they're right but like these kids actually are able to see through it and i loved seeing that mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know what kim and barry were thinking their whole problem with the world is that both of them were too like rebellious and stubborn that sounds, and that sounds bullheaded. like a you problem <laughs> yeah like like the apple didn't fall, fall far from the tree you have rebellious <laughs> children because you were rebellious children exactly and it's like what's the worst thing you could do for a rebellious child is keep them as restricted as you kept them like yeah. that's not the million rules no radio and only creepy small blonde children singing about the blood of christ while washing the dishes oh my god that scene that was like the first scene in a horror movie it uh-huh. was terrifying it was horrible it was so much i was literally god it's like (laughs) terrifying truly terrifying to the core ugh ugh yeah but i love micah and he's Mm -hmm. such a doll and him being late to his first modeling gig was just peak micah (laughs) yes peak classic micah classic micah okay and now Mariah is our Mariah. Next girl. We'll talk about Mariah, who she's one of the bigger characters on the show. I would say because mm-hmm. I would say a, a, a one of the bigger themes of the show is really her trying to get a taste of freedom, wanting that freedom, um, and being very rebellious to her parents, and her parents just like not getting it at all. <laughs> In any yeah. way, 
No. So, like, it starts out where Mariah works with Olivia, and they go to San Francisco for a wedding shoot. Which is awesome. I... Yeah. Watching them in San Francisco was like so cute. She was just like so like her eyes were so wide. She was so excited to be there. It was really cute. And like everything, even like the bad stuff that would have given anyone kind of a bad vibe of mm-hmm. like, you know, coming out of the subway and being hassled by people. Like she just took it so in stride. And yeah, they both her <laughs> Yeah, both her and Olivia, I thought when there was that scene of them coming out of the subway and there were like, you know, a lot of people talking to them and there was like homeless people on the streets and stuff like that. I was like a little worried about how kind of was gonna go. ignorant they were going to be to it, but they were just like, yeah, it's just people live different lives. Yeah. It doesn't affect us in any way. It's like, cool. Wow. Amazing. How did you guys end up like you? Yeah. Like how did, <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it, but okay. So when they're in San Francisco and they take the little like tour through the Castro district where it's all the like yes. gay bars and the rainbow flags and everything. And she's like, I mean, I knew that rainbow symbolized the gays, but I don't, I've never heard LGBT before. What does that even stand for? <laughs> she tried to guess and she said, okay, Las Vegas, gay, best, <laughs> transgender. <laughs> She got two of them right, honestly. I know, I'm surprised. I like how her parents were like, we're never mentioning lesbians. <laughs> no, that's too much. The gay gay men, is, we can talk about how horrible it is, but lesbians, that's too much, man. Yeah. I mean, they want to give them any thoughts. Lose Mariah to the lesbians if they tell her about Hell them. yeah. So San Francisco was good and cool, and they had a really nice time, and they did touristy stuff, and they were mm-hmm. wonderful. But then, of course, when she came back, she got like the full inquisition right and man they really wanted her to have a bad time they did they were like so disappointed that she had such a great enlightening time and they're like oh shit this is that's probably this is probably bad yeah where (laughs) she's like you know jesus wants us to take care of people and accept them as they are and no one's about sin and you're like "Uh uh-huh so mariah somehow has learned the bible where none of the other y'all have i know it's Oh god, it's, it's bad. So um, and then the next thing was Mariah talking with her mom, with Kim, mm-hmm. about their relationship. Was the right. big plot point. That which was, was it's rough. rough. It was rough. Um, I just feel like I just feel like um, Kim was just does not get it at all. Uh-uh, which is and wild. it's not trying to get it at all either. Yeah, I don't think she can accept any of the responsibility for the relationships that she has with any of them because, like, how hard she rails on Olivia for like making Mariah bad, and how mm-hmm. hard she rails on Mariah for like you're not giving me a chance, you're you're pushing me out. Da da da. It's like, well, maybe she's pushing you out for a reason. Hmm. Yeah, I felt I felt bad for Mariah a lot because she was talking about how she felt like just being her wasn't good enough for his, her parents, mm-hmm. um, which is always sad. And like her, when she said that, her mom like did nothing to dispel that thought either. She wasn't yeah. like, "Oh no, don't think." No, she was just like, "Yeah, I mean." Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "Well, you know, you are my more difficult child or something." I was like, "Ugh, yeah, ugh, it's gross. so gross." She's so gross and she's so mean. Like Kim is just like, oh. Oh, Kim gifting Olivia and Ethan the fucking ship. The ship. (laughs) After she says that you guys are terrible and I question your character. (laughs) Here's a ship, though, for your mantle. That won't even fucking fit on anybody's mantle because it's goddamn huge. I'd be fucking pissed off if my mother-in-law got my husband this huge giant ship without consulting either of us like where the hell am i supposed to put that mm-hmm. you buy that off the, you buy off the registry or you don't buy it all exactly money cash make it rain oh okay <laughs> um i don't think i have much else to say about mariah other than she wanted to go to college and kim court mm-hmm. toured that college with her covered that right. college um, and it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I just feel really bad for her because I feel like she, I don't even know. I feel like she, she's a very, you know, extroverted, friendly, 
she an intelligent person. I feel like she could offer the world a lot and her parents are just holding her back so much and it's sad. And she sees that too and that's the worst part is she sees it and she knows it and she, there's nothing she can do about it. Well, but, and then the other like really terrible part is like that she has so much love for her mom and dad and she wants to have a good relationship with them and they're just stonewalling her at exactly. every freaking turn. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Also, I want to say that Mariah, and I think I told you this, she looks exactly like Ashley Simpson. She's Ashley yeah. Simpson, like the next generation of Ashley Simpson. That's Mariah. When you go on her Instagram page at some point in the future, that will be reconfirmed. Good, good. Because uh, there are some outfits with like black tank tops with the white like wife beaters underneath it, and like hell the, yeah, the scene hair that I'm like, fuck yes, <laughs> fuck Ashley yes, Simpson, go off. Yeah, and it's like she doesn't even want to do crazy shit. She just wants to be a teen. Yeah, she just wants to be normal and uh, sad. I know. I'm glad that especially, like, by the end of the show, she was moving to Minnesota with her grandparents, Mm -hmm. which, power move. Holy shit. Just to be like, I'm going to go live with your parents. Bye. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be crazy but good for her good for her because she needs to get out of that house they all do but her especially well so the updates since then because i've gotten real deep in the plot story now that we've covered the first four children is that kim and barry kicked both micah and mariah out of the house and they sold the farm and moved to cairo georgia in a regular house and now they won't let them like see anybody fuck yes I'm wondering if they, like, really regret doing this show. I'm wondering if this show, like, fucked everything up even more for them. I hope so. Which is like, good. Yeah, like, I support that 100%. But I'm kind if it of gets afraid the kids that they're the just going to turn the little kids into, like, full duggers. I know. That's the sad part is that they're still, like, the, the littlest kids, they weren't really on the show that much because they're just little kids. So, mm-hmm. but they're still, you know, still they're, hanging they're out. still stuck there. Unless they get hit by Kim's car. Oh I we haven't talked the, about that yet. We haven't. I found the news article about oh, Kim God. where she said different stuff in the show than was in the Okay, news tell, what, did, what did the news article say? So the news article was saying that Joshua was only 15 months old. He wasn't 17 months old. And, like, he, she said that she had looked in front of the car, and but apparently she told the cops that she just thought she had counted all of the kids inside. <laughs> Lost track. Sorry, I got too many of them. Yeah, I ran over my 15-month-old. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was awful. Ran over him and killed him. Um, and I, what I want to know, and I wrote this down in the notes for that, is I want to know what was Kim like before this accident? And, I mean, I know that it can't have been. Like, she's always raised her kids with this really strict, restrictive, uh, you know, whatever rain on them but i i wonder if that this accident made it worse or if it just made her less happy i don't even know i just wonder how it affected her and how it affected how the kids have been raised since joshua died mm-hmm. i was super curious about that too because like in my mind it's like even if it should have been an eye-opening moment of even if you try and control everything in your life bad things will still happen and mm-hmm. you can't control them and it's not necessarily your fault but right. it's that's just gonna happen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no matter what happens. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that was horrible to watch. I I can't imagine going through that. But I still hate him. So yeah, like maybe if you didn't have ten children, you wouldn't have to count. Them. <laughs> you could. I was gonna say yeah, you could keep track of them easier and not not run over them. But yeah, you yeah. can't even fit ten kids in a car. No. Yeah. No thanks. I know. I was since I was just watching season one of the Duggars when they're trying to get around New York City when they lost the kid in the airport. God, it yeah, was so much. A classic. A classic. <laughs> I can't even imagine going to New York and trying to keep track of like three people who are thirteen, much less like fourteen under fourteen. Yeah. No thanks. I'm good. That's too stressful for me. Like traveling. Just with myself stresses me out enough. I don't need all that stress. So we're good. Um, yeah. So I think kind of the only other person I want to talk about would be Lydia. Yes, definitely. I want to talk about Lydia because she is, I would guess, like the stereotypical good girl. 
She does pretty much all the chores. She seems to be like basically like the Plath version of Jana. Mm -hmm. Like she's the mom. She helps mother the other kids. She does all the chores. She's the only one of the kids that has access to the computer passwords. Like Mariah, who is older than Lydia, Mm -hmm. had to ask Lydia to get on the computer to look up something for college. Like Mm -hmm. to look up a college thing. Like what the fuck? Like Micah, who is 18, does not have the internet. Yeah. It's crazy, but I feel really bad for Lydia because um, there were a couple of scenes, especially when they were talking about the rift between Ethan and Olivia and Kim and Barry, where Lydia felt like she was in between because she could see both sides of the story, and it really upset her. Like, she had, like, a full-blown, like, pretty much panic attack, it seemed Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, threw Um, herself over a cow fence and... Yeah, started talking like, to God, like kind of lost it for a minute there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like really awful to watch, I know, and it made it me feel bad myself. for her. I just, I feel like she, and I feel like she, because she's the the mom and the caregiver, basically, she has all of these expectations put on her that she can't be anything else, and she can never like voice her dissatisfaction with anything because she's supposed to just be like the meek do whatever needs to be done obedient child exactly um and that makes me really sad for her i know she was one of the saddest ones for me too because like she i think she just like has sublimated so much of her like mom's trauma and barry's trauma and then all of the Mm -hmm. older kids and their like stuff Mm -hmm. that she just has taken upon herself to be like the peacekeeper the matriarch essentially of the family to try and make everybody happy and that's what gives her purpose and makes her mm-hmm. feel worthy but yes yeah. fucked up at every time well yeah her. she just seems to be a very like empathetic and emotional person and she you know really understands and hates to see people that she loves in pain and like it takes a lot out on her and so it's it's it was it was really hard to watch her i think mm-hmm. she her and like mariah were the ones that bothered me mm-hmm. the most I would say but, the girls in general, but which is yeah. pretty true for this type of family. I'm usually a little bit more worried for the girls than the boys, but yeah, the boys at least get to go and live their lives. Right. But the only positive and the only time I'll ever say this is at least Kim and Barry are capitalists. So if their kids are like, well, I got a job, they, they can't say no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. At least they'll get a little bit of exposure there. Yeah, like, oh, you get to go and actually, like, work with real human beings and meet people and travel and whatever. But your parents can't say shit because you're contributing to the family. Right, exactly. I don't know. I feel, I, Lydia makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, she Mariah's yeah. going to get out. She's going to make it. She's going to be good. Yeah, she's too, she's too rebellious in nature, like, not to. But Lydia is doesn't have that, like, rebellious, con- confrontational nature to her. She's much more, like just kind of like appreciate what you have, you know, mm-hmm. make do with what you're given type person and sad because that's like exactly the type of person that Kim and Barry want to get their fingers into. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Lydia probably would have been like seven or eight when Joshua got run over too. Yeah. Which I feel like is probably a pretty big factor in the divide too from the older kids who Mm -hmm. were like mommy ran over our brother yeah and then the younger kids they're just like oh shit joshua's dead yeah exactly um man yeah i can't imagine being one of the siblings in that situation um that's fucked up (laughs) that's fucked fucked up man like that's not oh my kid ran out into the street like in pet cemetery and got hit by a truck that's no, oh, a complicated I, situation yeah. emotionally. Yeah, not only did your child die in a horrific accident, but you were the one that caused that horrific accident. Mm-hmm. So not only are you grieving, but you're also, you know, feeling so guilty about it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that was re- like, I feel like when they talked about that episode, they talked about it. And I think the third episode when they were on their anniversary trip and they were talking about like all the stuff they've been through. Mm-hmm. And it just like kind of came out of nowhere. It was just it came out after sudden... they did that gross ass make out on the gazebo. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was like all of a sudden she's like, "By the way, I killed my son. Um, it sucked." 
right? It's like, I think maybe try and think of happier things on your anniversary. Maybe, yeah, that 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 sounds that sounds better. Yeah. God. I just like I wrote, ew, them making out in the gazebo. And then I said, Holy shit, she ran him over. <laughs> like it was That's literally exactly like, one after another. Exactly, yes. Um I don't really I don't really know what else to talk about. Other than that they're all crazy. I just, there were a lot, it was interesting to see, and we talked about this earlier, um, about how the Plaths, you know, it's kind of like the new Duggars type Mm -hmm. thing. It was interesting to see just, like, all of the weird little similarities between the Plaths and the Duggars. Like, they're both musical families, which I feel like all of these really Christian families are really musical. And, of course, by musical, we mean, like, Southern gospel music, Mm -hmm. not, like, I mean, like, youth pastor with an acoustic guitar. Exactly. Hey everybody, if you're new here, <laughs> we're glad you're here. We're hoping in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> our Savior. Yeah, let's rock. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Perfect. <laughs> Spot on youth pastor impersonation. Um, another thing that was interesting was that they talked about, which I guess this is probably more because of a, a big family thing rather than a Christian thing, but they... We're ta- they went to a um, consignment shop and was talking about how they only shop consignment. And that is, of course, the Duggars. The Duggar motto is buy you, save the difference. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Common knowledge. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was interesting. I kept watching this and I was like, oh, my God, the Duggars. But like the blonde Duggars. Yeah. But I mean, like they are doing essentially the same thing. I wonder if like the conservative Christian handbook has like buy some commercial real estate and some cheap properties that you can flip and rent out and yeah there's like a handbook to work you can just have a fuck ton of kids (laughs) and eventually tlc will contact you and you will get a television show and then people will make fun of it on their podcasts yeah they will (laughs) they will and they will love every second of it i okay so the thing is i always do this where i'm like okay so the thing i think that bothered me the most but it's a hundred times is that Barry gets to go to the city every single day for work. Yeah, he works in like okay, that's the irony. And, and Kyler watched some of this with me too. When we were talking about this. He works in like IT, does he not? Yeah, I think he works in like engineering. Yeah, like and he's. It's just so weird to me that you would like be work in that field and then be so like shelter your entire family completely from it. It just seems so like disjointed to me. It makes like, no it sense. Just, that's one of the main things that made me think of him as so creepy. Like him leaving the house and like living a real human life in Tallahassee. Yeah. It's like he just wants to control his kids and have them worship him as their like mini cult leader. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really it's really disturbing. I wonder I would love to know what Barry's coworkers think of him. I would love to know that. If you are one of Barry's coworkers Email yeah. us. Let us know. Give us the dirty. I want to know everything about him. Let us know everything. how the bosses in the office took to this special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because oh, my God. I'd be shit. horrified. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to know because, like, I'm sure that they posted about it on stuff that I mean, people would read. Yeah. And you know Barry's the type that he's just, like, spouting off bullshit, you know, in the break room. So much bullshit. Yeah. I wonder how much they made for this. I'm always curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I like I said, I wonder, it seems that everything has kind of fallen apart in terms mm-hmm. of their family since this. And I'm, I mean, I might have happened regardless of the show, but I wonder if they're kind of regretting doing it. And I always, and I think I mentioned this on the, um, I might have mentioned it on the Duggar show. I always find it so interesting that these families that are sheltering their kids so much are then putting their whole family on television for everyone Uh else to watch like that seems like the opposite of what you would want to do doesn't make any sense and it's extremely hypocritical Mm -hmm. and it's like you know that they are like especially in the case of the Duggars like the parents didn't let the kids know that they were being paid for it or anything they just said it was for right proselytizing basically yeah their ministry to do it yeah like these kids are not as dumb as the Duggars no, they're not as dumb. They're not as sheltered. I mean, and now, especially now that, like, Olivia is part of the situation and Mariah is kind of out, there's only a matter of time before the other siblings get to that point, mm-hmm. too. Like, they're, like Kim and Barry can only shelter them so much. Yeah. They still have relationships with the other siblings that 
they're not going to just be like, okay, I'll never talk to Mariah again. That's fine. No. I have no idea why or what they are doing, but since they moved into Cairo, not Cairo, Cairo, like they moved into town, like, did they put the other kids in public school? Like, what did they do? I doubt it. I bet they're still homeschooling. I wouldn't, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Also, I saw that their farm sold for like $175,000, so. Damn. Well, I know. BFE Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Georgia in general is just like, there's real estate is not worth a lot there i feel like but um but that's pretty bad because that was a pretty big i feel like it was a pretty big property it looked it like 55 it 55 acres <laughs> oh fuck damn i don't know if they sold all the land with it like that's but true the thing that I but saw even just the just house like 175 yeah that's like my house is worth more than that yeah i think mine's worth about that but mine's also bigger and not in Georgia. Not in Georgia. <laughs> That's a lot better. Definitely. We're maybe in West Virginia, but we're not in Georgia. That's all that really matters, honestly. It's the little things that goes through the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever gets you through. Whatever gets you through. Right? Ugh. God. I don't know. I liked this show, but I hated it. I liked it because all the kids actually were... I have hope that they're going to get out. Yes. Yeah, it was... It was a little, it was refreshing to see that, especially when I'm so used to watching families where everybody is 100% into the cult and not questioning anything. So it was nice, nice to see the kids pushing back. And like you said, it's giving them a taste of their own rebellious medicine. So Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up and take it. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, because watching the Duggars like more than a few episodes at once when I do that, I get like legit nauseous because I'm like, ooh, ooh, there's some weird incesty stuff and some weird like and like that shit's dynamics and- that shit's happening like right now like it's still happening today so it's yeah it's really disturbing i agree yeah and they just they knew and just let it fucking happen and this one as much as i think that barry does have bodies in the 55 acres i don't think he has done anything untoward to his children i hope not you know it's but yeah i mean it's definitely yeah you never know Men are trash. All men are trash. Mm-hmm. I have Except no. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan's not trash. He's too. He's too sweet and innocent to be trash. Yeah, he's just a golden retriever. He's Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, he's the only dumb one, and he's the one who got out first. I know. Oh, at least he has Olivia, and Olivia at least is she's smart. She's smart. She I know. She was it. like, I need to fix you. Let's just. I know. Kyler's like. Kyler was watching this, and she was like, "It's like." she's his mom and like introducing her child child to new food it's so Mm -hmm. funny i loved the videos of they showed a video of ethan trying coke for the first time coca-cola for the first time and a margarita for the first time and both of his reactions to the video were exactly the same and it was just this huge smile on him saying it tastes really good (laughs) it was so good and then when he tried port in like the first or second episode like port it's yes. a strong taste. It is wine made in brandy barrels, basically. So it is a lot. And he was just like... And just had like this face of just like pure shock and His awe. Face. And then he was like, His... I don't know if I'm going to drink any more of this, but it's interesting. <laughs> His facial expressions were everything. Yeah. God, he was so funny. So cute. Yeah. I, yes. Protect him. Olivia, protect him at all costs, but not like protect too much. Protect all of them. Just protect all of them from their parents. Protect That's them from their parents. Yeah. Expose them to the real world and protect them to their parent from their parents, please. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like make sure that they're not sending out their social security number on their email address or something. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's all you need to do, Olivia. Really? That's it. You got this. You got this, girl. Maybe, maybe get them the name of a good therapist. Definitely do that. And Kim, too. Kim needs the therapist the most. So much therapy. I think I wrote that like three times without it throughout my notes. I was like, Kim is so in need of therapy. She's got some deep-rooted psychological issues that she needs help untangling. Yeah, like she can't even see the forest for the trees. No. (sighs) Poor girl. Poor everybody. Poor everybody. Fuck Barry. Fuck Barry. Creepy-ass motherfucker. God, I'm... No. Barry, if you're listening, stay away. 
You're like, you're like Paul. Don't fucking tell yeah, me this. You're the Paul of this episode, which is saying something because he's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of like yeah <laughs> i won't even get happening. into that because no. that's a whole new episode Holy in and of shit. itself yeah it's been a lot everything's a lot yeah everybody being everything just is on lot. the internet is just like ee. yeah spending a hundred percent of your day on your phone like i do sometimes yeah that's not good yeah especially when you're stepanka <laughs> what What's her name? Stephanie, but her real name's Stepanka. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I flew right over my head. Stepanka. God, did you see that, um, what's her name? Stephanie and... Erica. Erica. Erica and her new boyfriend now do, they have their OnlyFans. Hell yes. They, they do the sex stuff on the webcam. Good yeah. for them. She's good. Hilarious. Good for them. And then Stepanka started one yesterday. <laughs> of course she did. Of course. Because what else are you going to do? But she's out all the time in her stories, like going out shopping. And I'm like, girl, you say that you're immunocompromised. Stay inside. I'm immune. Like, I'm less, somehow, less immunocompromised than her. And I still have not been anywhere yeah. since March. Beginning of March. Yeah. Like, I can see if she were, like, going out camping or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, going out, fine, whatever. But, like, no, it's just, like, got my new goodies from the shop, da-da-da. I'm like, ah, that stresses me out. Yeah, me too. No, thanks. It's a no for me. Feminism. Um, also, I would just like to say, when we started this podcast and when we started this quarantine, the first thing we covered was Love is Blind. Yes. And that feels like it was a hundred years ago. <laughs> it really does. It's crazy. This is episode 20, by the way. Hell and yeah. I feel like that's a pretty, like, momentous, like, I'm proud of us. We've made it to 20 episodes. We've done it. And that's good. And it's been really fun. And I I love doing it. It's just, it's just been fun. But yeah, it feels like it's been four years, but it's been, like, 150 some days or something. Yeah. Man, I was at your house on March 9th. Oh, God. Oh, God bad times and now we just throw each other stuff on our porches exactly that's how you do it in quarantine times yep yep all right well you guys can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and patreon at tv literate and hang out with us there yes you can also send us any emails to tv literate at gmail.com Feel free to write us in with any suggestions. We are literally always down to watch some stuff that you guys have been watching and talk shit about it. That's like ideal for us. Also, like I said, this is our 20th episode. We have so many fun episodes in our backlog. If you want to check those out, if you haven't checked those out already, and please spread the word, tell your friends, anybody who likes trash TV, let's bring them in. Let's, let's, let's get this community growing. Mm-hmm. Come hang out with us. Hang out, talk shit. Have fun for an Just hour. Just try to forget about the world we live in. Exactly. That's that's our goal here. Just just forget for a second. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next week with another episode. Stay safe and wear a mask. I am Megan. And I am Jillian. And, and we, we are TV Literate. literate.